0: The creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race the Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders' Wow Report: things that make us go wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Wow Report, where we count down the top ten things this past week that made us go wow. wow. Uh, I am Fintan Bailey, co-founder of World of Wonder. So thrilled and excited to see you again, Tom Campbell, our chief creative officer. Well, thank you very much. Good to be seen and heard. Where have you been? If, uh, that's that's going to be my my number nine. So right. so I'll save it for a mystery thing. reveal coming up. Yeah. And of course, editor of the Wow Report and general all round day in day out inspiration, James St. James. Here we are. Yes, hello. Good to see you again. And very excited to welcome, very special guest, John Roberts, recording artist, VO artist, and a gorgeous man with, I thought that was a telescope that uh, I was, you know, but it's not, it's your microphone. So I'm really impressed. I'm very excited. It's a robot
1: penis. It's a, it looks like a robot penis. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of those in the house. Uh, (laughs) this is my favorite one so i wanted to whip it out for you
0: guys (laughs) wow it certainly satisfies it's making uh, me go yeah yeah. um let's start the countdown john you are number 10 james take it away number
2: 10 I'm so excited about this because literally one of my favorite people on the planet, John Roberts, who does the voice of Linda Belcher on Bob's Burgers. God bless you. So fantastic. I put you up there as America's mom with Marion Ross, Gene Stapleton, Whoa. Whoa.
1: Donna Reed, Esther no. Roll. No. That's no. I mean, it's too much pressure. I can't,
2: <laughs> John, I, can't you, I can't take it. You're, you're you're selling yourself excuse. short because mm-hmm. linda linda uh, belcher is at the heart and soul the beating soul of bob's burgers which is the funniest show on television i you know rick and morty archer and bob's burgers are the three shows that i can just, just do over and over and over again uh and you just finished yeah. your
1: what 13th season 12th? oh no uh, our our uh no not yet but we we are, are we're starting our 12th season. So You're starting your
2: 12th season. And yeah.
1: you know I
2: first came
1: to you Crazy.
2: um when you were a viral YouTube star in what
1: like 2007 when when 2008 when YouTube first started right? Yeah, it was the beginning uh around 2006 I think or or 7 yeah. Um and, and yeah. You were doing, you were doing your mother is
2: is what it was, and Tom is was sort of like that. You know, a couple of years ago there was the, like the shit Jewish mothers say, shit Italian mothers say, and you were doing your mother,
1: and you did Christmas, which was the the first big one, right? Right, I did the Christmas tree, and then my son is gay. And, um, and
2: describe Christmas tree a little bit. I don't know if you can do yeah. your. Will you do your mom's voice for a little bit for a second?
1: well she's like oh it's the tree we're going to get the tree <laughs> and um uh, it's my mom who's from Bensonhurst, brooklyn and uh it's just her obsessing over her christmas tree which is like is it is it leaning
2: a little bit it looks like it's leaning a little
1: bit <laughs> yeah or just you know there's a lot of stages like you know a lot of moods around the tree like get away from the tree and get like get over by the tree um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of look at the trees and the tree. It's 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 nice to you know. It was the joke. Also, was the word and just the word play and um, and you, you did it.
2: You had a red wig in big glasses on, which I imagine is was your mother.
1: Well, yeah, I got the wig on Fourteenth Street. All those amazing wig stores, you know, back in the day. And I think some one of them's there. Maybe maybe not. Um, but uh, and then my friend Rick Redone cut it because um, he's from New Jersey too. Good hair person and. Um, and then yeah my mom's clothes were in all in the video we because I I would perform the um, character on stage first at like Starlight Lounge in New York City and uh, do a live show there so I kind of had the material when YouTube came around and I've seen uh, your I've seen those videos and then I don't but I don't know is your mother still with us she is thank you for asking she is I know we're getting around that age but she's She's kicking ass, and did uh, she did she it, love it or what or does did she, she think? What did she yeah. think? Oh yeah, she's so happy. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> she she's got a big like mind for comedy, and um, growing up we laughed a lot in our house. She was always into the city at Caroline's, and um, you know big big comedy house so she she knew where i was coming from and she's not okay. like one, you know like oh he's making fun you know we i made fun of her probably since i could start talking so, uh, <laughs> i would do her talking about bam burgers you know
3: back way back
1: when when you got hamburgers
3: <laughs> you know but still sometimes and, you know when when money starts being part of it there's a cease and desist that comes along with it i don't know <laughs> oh, if that right. was the case with your family
1: no there's good christmas presents i just like you know <laughs> keep them some dude with like you know good christmas and you know um, no, she's she's just happy. I'm actually making money, <laughs> as, as all mothers yeah. are. Yeah. she's a good mom. She's a good
2: mom. Um, a good I I wonder if it was like Scarlett O'Hara, the look, the search for Scarlett O'Hara. When they were doing Linda, they were searching for for a mother for the show. And did 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 they go to you? Were you were you? Was it that's our Linda when they saw those videos?
1: Well. Pretty amazingly, Lauren created the character around my my character. And so I kind of came in and um, he get that's what kind of like gave him the idea. He casts around actors, which I think is really smart and writes around actors and and he writes the part for them specifically. So this this was like it came from like, you know, heaven pennies from heaven. And like, you know, um, it was the best way to ever get a job. Well, so uh, you I know, I mean, it is the idea.
2: perfect casting. You know, Kristen Shaw is is yeah. so funny, and yeah. Gene, the guy who plays Gene, looks like Gene. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's so funny. Is it unusual in um uh, animation for a man to be voicing a woman, or or is that just is it just the voice goes with that whatever whatever voice goes with it? You are character? so
3: binary, James. You're so
1: binary. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I, I think, uh, Fox animation allows for, you know, you have like Bart Simpson and, you know, he's right. Right. That's right. And, um, you know, I think, yeah, you know, it was a good opportunity to, you know, for me, obviously as a gay man, you know, uh, it was a great way to get a job and in kind of like a mainstream TV show. And, uh, yeah, it was, you know, I think, uh, Depends on, like, Lauren. It was really Lauren's call. Um, Another character
2: that you are famous for that I just... I didn't realize until recently. You're Pinhead in
1: the Hellraiser
2: origin movie!
1: Can I stop? I want to say... I want to say yes.
2: No, wait a it, minute. It, is IMDb it, wrong?
1: Somebody put it on there, and I can't get it off. And it's so oh, funny. <laughs> I think it makes me like, for, like so much cooler. But I was, gonna that that I was going to say I was having see, like, you know,
2: window with uh, pins you know. coming out of her face was sort of my I fantasy. But I would
0: movie movie. in a post-factual world. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, so and, awesome. and your
3: IMDb page is kind of like three truths and a lie. Why not? <laughs> I think
0: it, it should all be like that.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, my mom just found a horrible bio for for me that like got everything wrong. It was pretty. You know, my mom's probably the only person that would read it anyway. But um, <laughs> oh, I'm um, so
0: mortified that I did we'll, that. We'll, we'll cut that out for the radio. But no, we won't cut no, it out. No, it's good. <laughs> my whole career is based on being mistaken for Fenton Bailey, oh, the son crazy. of photographer David Bailey, <laughs> and it's in Wikipedia. I mean, it's like I. It doesn't matter who I tell what I do. Everyone thinks I'm David Bailey's son, which I am not. So, and you've also been mistaken for okay. F. Lee Bailey, too. I so, that I have. There was that one time he
3: was mistaken for Pearl Bailey, but that's a long story. <laughs> well,
2: can you, um, before we move on to the next one, can you tell us, can you give us any
1: sneak peek about the Bob's Burgers movie? Do we ha- have anything you can tell us? Uh, it's very visual, gorgeous, cinematic, um, gorgeous soundtrack. And if there's a lot of adventure and uh a lot yeah it's, there's big there's uh you know it, it's big it's it's for the it's made for the theater so um i'm hoping everyone gets dressed up and, and their favorite character and kind of you know rocky go,
2: horror style huh
1: yeah but um or just yeah just yeah. freaky style um, and, um, you know, but people will know the songs after a while I, I hope so um can you just can you sing with me Pass the, the cranberry. cranberry sauce. we having mashed potatoes. Oh, potatoes. oh this looks looks great. great. <laughs> thank, thank you for loving all me. Right. We Just are going to go bloodbath. <laughs> all right. Let's go bloodbath. My, one of my <laughs> favorite books, by the way. And during last year, during COVID, it was like, I had such a great moment with that. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I'm
2: so excited yeah. to have
1: Linda Belcher. Say, that's, that's
0: going on my reel. <laughs> yeah. You can stream Bob's Burgers on Fox or Hulu. And now, you're going to stick around, John, right? And just chime in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, add to our party. So we're moving on to the number nine uh, that made us go wow this week. Tom.
3: Number nine. I know we're supposed to be counting out the top ten things in pop culture that made us go wow, but I have to talk about something kind of serious but really life-affirming, which is I just got back from a very quick trip to Detroit. My mother's family's from Detroit. They're a bunch of Syrians, a bunch of Syrians who married Lebanese people. Um, I was raised, you know, on the East Coast with my dad and his family, and I kept up with my Michigan relatives, but not as well as I should have. Well, my Uncle John, who's my mom, who's passed away, her last surviving sibling, Uncle John, born in 1940, um, has been battling cancer very bravely, very wonderfully, and he uh, was put on hospice. You know, it's toward the end. And so my cousin Chrissy, who's a few years younger than me, decided to bring him home. And with him came my Aunt Mickey, who uh, they're all living together in Chrissy's house. Aunt Mickey is at advanced stages of Alzheimer's. So I went to see them because it's just, he's the guy that knew my mother. You know, they live in the same house. He has stories he knows. And I've been talking to him on the phone and it was just time to go see him. And, and so I went in and what I was amazed by is my, the thing that made me go, wow, is my cousin, Chrissy. And this is the whole situation. You know, there's some statistic that says if you have daughters, the likelihood of you going to like nursing homes or whatever is much smaller because women actually take care of you. And in the, in the 24 hours I was there, Chrissy is juggling the impossible with patience and love. And it was awe inspiring at the same time. There's like there was real connection. She doesn't get cross to anybody. She's managing her mom, which is a whole deal. She's taking care of her dad, you know, down to like, you know, the the bare maintenance of taking care of a human being and making him laugh and cutting his hair and making sure he's taken care of and cooking me Syrian food. And it was just so life me. while at the same time, they had installed this giant, the biggest I've ever seen was flat screen TV and divorce court was playing on a loop. <laughs> so all of this like profound connection and family love is happening while Divorce Court, which I should really be talking about because it's kind of a fabulous show, um, uh, was happening. And I just it just it was such a um, amazing thing to witness, reminds you of the power of love and family and self-sacrifice that some people give. And how, you know, my cousin Chrissy, while is very unique and is an angel on Earth, I can't think of anything else to call her. There's so many people in this country, in this world who are in that situation and you know, maybe you guys have been at different times. We've all had to take care of our parents for different reasons. But it's like it's it's full on, and yet it's embraced. And I just, I, I wanted. I hadn't seen you guys since I got back, and I wanted to let you know. And I don't get to see you other than on the radio
0: show. So here we are. It sounds. I mean, it seems a weird thing to say, but it sounds like it was actually a lot of fun. It was fun because everybody
3: was happy and smiling, and even my aunt Mickey, who doesn't remember anything, is is seems to have a wonderful disposition. I'm sure there's times that she's more difficult to deal with, but like everyone's happy and smiling, and Chrissy has a husband, and he's there helping too. He's working, you know, he's working from home, like we're all working from home, but with this happening, and she has a 18 year old son who also contributes. So it's just like wow, it's like it it just it blew me away, and uh, you know. I'm, I'm uh, for whatever reason, I haven't gone back to Michigan a lot. And then with the, uh, you know, pandemic, just the idea of being alone and being somehow, um, um, justifying your aloneness was just sort of thrown out the window. Like, Oh, you got to get out there and contribute and be part of. And again, I didn't contribute anything other than just being, a uh, uh, another, another dent in the couch and, uh, <laughs> uh someone eating Syrian food at all hours. Uh, you know, I do, I
2: do remember when um, I we went to Michigan to um, spread my mother's ashes, and it was a bunch of cousins that I hadn't seen in a long time, and everything like that. And it ended up being one of the best times I've had in years. And it was something that was supposed to be very sad and you know depressing, and yet it uh, just the whole family vibe and everything. It was just yeah, I yeah, yeah.
3: There's a yeah. and I'll end with this, but there's a an Our Town. You remember the play Our Town or the movie Our Town sure, by Thornton no, Wilder? Sure, yeah. And how the the characters a little, Emily is like a little girl in the first act, she's married in the second. In the third act, she's died during childbirth. And the stage manager says, you can go back to any day of your life to relive before you sit in eternity in the graveyard. And she's like, oh, I want to go back to my 12th birthday. And and she goes and she's blown away. She makes it stop at one point because she's so crying and upset because no one stopped. She goes, no one's stopping to look at each other. You know, Everyone's doing their day hmm. and harking back, but no one really stops. No one really listens. And I have to say, even though um, Divorce Court was playing really loudly the entire time, people were – thanks to my cousin Chrissy, people and, and the parents that raised her now that she's taken care of, there was real connection, real moments, real eye contact, real appreciation, and no denial that the end is near and – and uh, my uncle John was saying it's so corny, but he goes, he goes, geez, heaven's gonna ha- really have to step it up to be better than here because he's so happy to be surrounded by his wife and his daughter and her family and divorce court. So
0: there you have it. That's very. I always think a family is just lots of things going on at once. That that's that's all it, <laughs> that's what it really is. But that that ends up creating a kind of energy and a vibe that is very com- comforting. Um, yeah. Well, that's a hard one to follow, Tom. Um, please, 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 I just
3: want to let you know where I was, and I don't mean to bring anybody down. Again, no. it was a really life-affirming, beautiful moment, and I was, I was ha- happy to be there. I know it's a little off, to, off, off tone for our show, but thank you for letting I me. I think share. it's a
1: beautiful story. I, lo- I, you know, yeah. I do think I, I know a lot of people that are kind of going through similar stuff, so I think it really helps people to talk.
0: And about. you know, no one gets off this planet alive, so no. something we all have to deal with. Which brings me in a very lame way to number eight. (laughs) Number eight. Segway King, Segway King. Well, I tried. I was in Palm Springs and I went on a hike. It was like a hundred and God knows what degrees. It was really hot, but I was like, I'm going to go on a hike. Now, the last time I went on a hike in Palm Springs, I almost stepped on a rattlesnake. Um, Fortunately, I did not. And um, so that was great. But this time I was just minding my own business, climbing the mountain and A, B flew not only in front of my face into my eye actually into my eye it was on my eyeball and i was like i frankly completely freaked the fuck out like (laughs) the idea that you should remain calm and like keep your eye open as this bee is crawling across your eyeball i was like i immediately started hitting my face because i just had to get this thing how do you how does it get on your eyeball? How does it how do you I'm like god damn it don't they look where they're going? I mean (laughs) why would it go for my eye? And of course me being very victimy, I thought it's it singled me out on this mountain. It has decided to attack (laughs) me. Because I can it was a karma bee coming for your eye. I think it was (laughs) like it was definitely it was an assassin bee because I well I'm Cheating here, but as soon as I got down the mountain, I looked up what it's like to be stung in the eye by a bee, and it is not a good. You do not Wait, want to be stung. Were, in the you eye by, by were you stung? Well, here's what happened. So I'm flailing away. Unfortunately, no one was around. I'm completely alone, flailing away at my face, and this bee would not go. And I, like any moment, I was expecting to feel that stinger go into my eyeball, and just I don't know what I was going to do. But bizarrely. I did get it away and I was, I, I cannot tell you what a state of shock I was in. This was no, there was no, I was completely freaked out. And so I was like, I'm on the mountain alone. What do I do? My face hurt so badly. Cause I'd been, I had my phone in my hand and I'd been whacking my face to get the bee <laughs> away. So I figured I just bruised myself with my phone. But then I had the presence of mind to take a picture of my face so I could see what had happened. And on the picture, which we'll post on the wow report, I could see the stinger here just like it it, it it did sting me, but I guess I was in such a hyper state and I thought it was me, my fists hitting my face. I thought I'd done it myself. I, I it, it did actually sting me. So I well, got down the mountain, got some tweezers out and removed the stinger from the sort of near part. It was like the, the sort of here.
3: Did it cause any, uh, uh face
0: benefiting puffing did it it, give you a little bit of of juvederm to give you a little so glad you asked yes absolutely (laughs) not that day but the next day and the day after it swelled up like a golf ball and i suddenly had these lovely sort of this prominent cheekbone like madonna like half of madonna's face it was just i mean that's what's going on with madonna right now A little lopsided (laughs) but it was a great thing because it it was like having filler because it pulled everything out, so there was a slight lift. I, I'm going to go straight to my uh, facial miracle worker and say, give me that bee sting. Hey, give, me the, give me the bee
1: sting the cheek. Yes. Sounds now, like oh a Cleopatra
0: bee tip. Sorry. Oh, my face. That's very Linda, <laughs> that story. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I mean, I know there's the killer bees are on the loose in America. Oh, now. And I then agree. there's the, the murder wasps. The murder wasps. I mean, that would be to- a kamikaze bee. A kamikaze bee. I get it. I love it. But why would a bee just fly not into my face, into my eyeball? That was the weird. That's the thing that makes me a little scared. Well, I just wish we
2: someone had had the foresight to be with you and take a video of you madly swapping yourself
3: and hitting yourself. That sounds James. Funny you should ask because I found the surveillance video what? Of, <laughs> of Fenton's bee attack. And this imagine there was no bee. Let's just stick. <laughs> So all nice just alone in the in the thing. Maybe because it was so dry, and your eye was the only juicy wet thing, like within several hundred miles, and so it went, and it had a little color, so it went for it. Like thought you were a, you know, pulpa or a, whatever those stameny kind of things and flowers. Are.
0: I'm that just gonna say warm. thank you to that bee. That was not stinging me in the eyeball. I mean, we've all been stung by bees, right? So it's yeah, yeah. it's not fun. Yeah.
1: Not Remember the, the swarm?
0: Season. It all happens
1: in slow motion when they're like they're dying in slow motion with the bee attacks. Remember the swarm?
3: That was yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> Thanks the memory. Fenton, don't watch it, it'll be triggering for
0: you. I, it <laughs> might be, it might be. All right. Um, hey, let's take a break. Um, oh, by the way, I just gotta say dragging the classics, the Brady Bunch, is now on Paramount Plus, and it is a drag queen. Reenactment of um, Will the Real Jay and Brady Please Stand Up? Um, the classic sitcom episode with drag queens, including. And original queens. members of the Brady Kids. Eve ben um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, All of them. Was Barry Marty Williams, Williams there? Christopher Marshall, Mike Looking Land, Eve Marshall, and nice. Susan Olsen Susan Olsen, gorgeous. Wow. So I've, got a,
4: I've got a summertime question for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not know this. Two vegetables experience higher sales in August than during all other months of the year in the U.S. What two vegetables are they?
3: Okay, what do they
4: do? The vegetables they're They're higher selling, yeah, they experience higher sales in August than during any other time of the year.
0: Okay, all right, we'll have the answer right after the break. You listen to our report on Radio Andy.
4: You're listening to World of Wonders, Wow Report. Things that make us go wow.
0: Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Tom and John Roberts, our very special guest. Hello. Uh, Hi. 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 And Blake has a question for us. Uh Yes,
4: I asked. These two vegetables experience higher cells in August. Than in any other month in the year in the U.S.
2: Well, a tomato is not a vegetable. I would have said tomatoes. I'm going
1: to say corn on the cob. But is corn a vegetable?
2: Okay, I
3: I think so, but I don't know. Okay, then maybe squash, like
2: a (laughs) zucchini. Maybe zucchini and corn.
3: Let's go with zucchini and corn. Zucchini and corn.
1: Corn and
4: squash. Wow. Wow, there we go. Yeah, very close.
1: Like butternut squash.
4: It's I just
1: squash, just all kinds. Wow. I,
0: I get just, corn because you barbecue it, right? But what about yeah, squash? Corn.
2: Squash? Well, that, that's always that – that comes of age, I guess. Yes, squash and zucchinis. It's,
3: it's,
0: it's, it was always a bumper
3: crop. It would be the one – like my neighbors would leave leftover squash on your porch. You'd yes. always have too much squash, too much zucchini, and then you'd leave yours, and everyone was just trying to unload. Then you make zucchini bread and things you don't even need to make with zucchini just to use the zucchinis. You got to use your zucchinis. <laughs>
0: you got to find a creative way. Let's go on with the countdown. We've reached number what are we, seven. Number seven.
3: John, if you listen to the show and you probably don't, this is why you look so healthy and happy. Um, uh, James I've done my research. and Fenton watch a lot of movies and television, and mm. I I don't know when they find the time because I'm either sure. working or napping. How but, dare you
2: accuse me of not working? My job is watching television, Mr. Fellas, <laughs> Fellas.
1: He makes he makes wow. great
3: point no. counterpoint. Okay, Megan. Um so um thing that I do spend a lot of time doing and now it's validated by an article in the Sunday New York Times is the Ed Sullivan channel
4: yeah. on
3: YouTube. I oh, Well, you just got to put
1: decades channel on on TV. It's actually on television. Decades plays all. Yesterday, I watched Annette Funicello sing a song. I was like, "This song is so, is so sixties groovy," and I love all those performances. They were all really singing
3: too. Yes. And they were all, yeah. they were talking about how edgy and ahead of its time, um, um, the Ed Sullivan show was, how inclusive, wildly inclusive it was, yes. which I yes. always knew, but on the YouTube channel, and the, I haven't seen the Me Decades thing, mm-hmm. but I, I know it exists. But it, and, 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 and of course, my gateway drug was Supremes, because anything with Supremes I'm watching. But they, they drop like videos every day, and they talk about, you know, it also goes to show, because I'm an old fart. I wasn't around, I was around the 60s, but I was an infant. But... The idea that everybody thinks everything's so inclusive and there's mashups now, it's like every, like the Ed Sullivan show in its own weird way was incredibly inclusive. And had Harry Belafonte and Ella Fitzgerald. And they talked about they invented the mashup before the mashup because there's this great clip of the Supremes doing an Irving Berlin medley. Because Barry Gordy would have the Supremes go on to promote a hit and then do some like Alta Cocker songs so they could sell, you know, they could perform, perform at the Copacabana and make a lot of money. So they were doing, like, this medley of, like, you know, of, of uh, Irving Berlin songs. And in the middle, all of a sudden, coming in and almost matching silver dresses, Ethel Merman singing along, and she sings her song, and she leaves. But um, And there was and, and there's great camp, too. Uh, when the Mets won the World Series in 1969, they had the entire team there, so cute, so handsome, in their little 69 haircuts, singing, You've got to have heart, from uh, Damn Yankees, which is about baseball. So it's just... It's a treasure trove. Also, there's opera singers. It's just like, and it's all in little, you know, Nancy Sinatra doing These Boots Are Made for Walking. Yes. And, and and great, great early work of Joan Rivers. And, oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Phyllis Miller and, and, Yes, all yes. that. Yeah. When, with your original Phyllis. faces. Moms Mabley. Like, it's just like, you know, so there's feminism, everything sort of coming through do you really watch entire episodes
0: it. or do you just sort of dip
3: in and out no they just give you a performance so it's like oh. it's so easy you know i can't commit i can't commit to an entire half hour of something with commercials come on but it's it's uh, there's a wonderful article about because i guess it's the 50th anniversary of the ed sullivan show ending i think it was on for like 20 something years yeah anyway so that's my big tip so if you have no time no ability to you know no no streaming services no attention span you can watch the ed sullivan show in little Fascinating chunks on the YouTube Ed Sullivan channel.
0: So good, Tom. I, you know, Diana Ross has a new single out.
2: Did you? I thought you were going to do that too. Yeah,
0: you're,
2: you've you've lost the ball. You, you, what's going on?
0: Ah, you know how much I love her.
2: <gasps> no, are you saying that you don't like the song? Is that is that what you're giving us? By, by I'm suggesting we with...
0: might be editing this moment out. No, you're
3: welcome to keep it. in. I love Diana Ross more than I love any of you. And I, I, I don't. I'm not. I like the vibe of the song. I'm not super excited about the production quality. There's a whole album coming out. I want to hold back comment until the album comes out. This new single is called Thank You. And Diana Ross is the queen in in her later years of the simple, like, I love you is a song. Thank you is a song. Excuse me might be a song. Are you okay. done with that? Could be a song. I'm mm-hmm. going to the bathroom party, in a minute. Yeah, Shall yeah. we move on to yeah. number six?
0: That could be a song. Move on to
3: number six, the song.
0: Number six. Number
2: uh, six. Lil Nas X is having a hell of a week here. and God love him. He, I, we are so blessed to be living in a time of Lil Nas X. I don't know if you, you know, you yeah. saw in the BET Awards where he slayed on the red carpet in this fabulous gown. And then he was performing Montero. Uh, He kissed kissed the singer. And it was a whole big scandal. And he seems to be doing this sort of like Trumpian playbook where like every day is a new scandal, a new outrage, a new quote. And nothing sticks because he's moving on to the next cycle as quick as he can. And this week he was on Twitter and someone asked him, are you a top or a bottom? And he just without equivocation or hesitating or hedging, he just said, I'm a power bottom. And uh, it was like, yes, God bless them, That's so fabulous. Yeah. And then he followed that up by, with this quote by saying, um, you know, we teach our bottoms to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to bottoms, you can have ambition, but not too much ambition. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Uh, otherwise, you will threaten the tops. And, yeah. Oh, because, it, like...
4: Isn't that um, part of like Flawless by Beyonce? Like there's an interlude where a voice talks and she's like, We teach our girls to be.
2: Oh, so he's riffing on a Beyonce thing by saying, We teach our boys to be. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying Beyonce
3: is a power bottom? (laughs) (laughs) But I just. I was never a power bottom.
0: You would never do that with your enormous head.
1: telescope. That is. That. A, how about a song for paranoid bottoms? Is there one for that? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was I've, a paranoid bottom anthem. i oh. gone
3: from being a top to being a lazy top. A lazy top. Oh which, wow! Which means yeah. you're just like, come over here. You're taking that's like uh, uh, that's uh, about being
1: a man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, well, actually, I, I mean, found that you. I was. Uh, I was a uh, power bottom in my twenties and thirties. And then I realized in my 40s that nobody wants an old bottom.
1: <laughs> so you oh, have no choice. But, to, but to, Oh, no?
2: Maybe, Maybe are, are you offering?
1: <laughs> Maybe just a little true. Can we have a Mommy Dearest moment right now? <laughs> um, well, I don't. I'm married now. I don't.
3: Yeah. You don't have sex. You're married. You don't have sex. Come on. No, we have sex. We have sex. Well, well, I... Moving on to number five. Having uh, sex with down right uh, now. Okay. Woo! Uh,
1: woo! <laughs>
2: But I just wanted to say, just God bless little Nas. X. You know, he, he yeah. dropped a, um, a uh, an epic teaser for his album for the album. It was very Marvel style. I saw Fenton was, was going on about. Well, that. yeah,
0: he just he just took the Marvel logo and made it Montero the album instead of Marvel Studios. And it's like, I love that Marvel Studios logo. I love it almost more than I love every single one of their movies. So whenever that plays, I'm just so happy. And then he drops this piss take. Or this this mashup or version, whatever you will, with all these images of his albums and his outrages and his scandals, and it's just so good. It's like yeah. he's a sampling machine, obviously. And he's just James, I just love that he just doesn't give a fuck. It's yeah. so I, and I, and you know and 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 I know it's great that Queen Latifah came out. No, no, um, no, no, no,
2: no, no! Don't you dare because we're talking about that. That's number three, and we're we're going right. to compare to Latifah and Nasir. So all you right. stop. I will time. stay on
0: topic. How dare I? Number five. Number five. I went to see Black Widow. Speaking of Marvel, in the theater. Oh, yes. No, no, no. I got a the lovely jazz Tanke, who has been on the show before got me a ticket. So John, you have to get me free things, okay? And we went to the. Went to El Capitan, socially distanced, got little... Oh, my God, this movie is so good. I mean, Scarlett Johansson is the the Black Widow. She's so amazing. But it isn't all about her. There's a great backstory, a great family sort of origin story for the Black Widow, if you will. And it's just so good. It's written by the guy who wrote Thor Ragnarok, one of the writers, Eric Pearson. And... Uh, This isn't really a spoiler, but the Black Widow has a sister. Uh, Natasha is the Black Widow, and Yelena is her sister, played by Florence Pugh, and she is so good. She plays this kind of Russian, you know... I love these um, these Russian assassin assassin women. It's a little bit like uh, Killing Eve, you know. Love a good Russian assassin. Does she have a, a, a nickname like Black Widow, the sister? Does she have a little you know, moniker? Don't, no, she doesn't. That's interesting. Hmm. But the story revolves around this evil dude, of course, who has a whole army of widows, and he mind controls these widows. And, and it's actually a very moving story in the sense that there are lots of orphaned girls are abandoned and not wanted. And he takes them in, but then he uses his male evil um, powers in a really surprising way to control their minds. So it's, you know, good on the one hand, he's helped giving people alive, but he's making them all into an army of widows who are assassins. Wait, and- it Sounds a it's little good.
3: bit like Mel Brooks, the producers, to me.
0: It's <laughs> as, as it is. I mean- Exactly. You know- we're at a point where the architecture is always fabulous the cgi is always fabulous the plot twists you can you you know you still get a plot twist that you can't quite see coming and it's just really funny and heartfelt and oh my god i mean will the marvel industrial complex ever stop i know james you're not a fan i yeah I, i'm gonna like yeah. get a reaction i'm poking you to like prod the bad. Well, i people... always just
2: think marvel movies are just like like heterosexual frat boy fantasies i don't i don't i'm not there for it but i didn't it's black widow is she because i always thought it was like a spider reference i didn't know it was because she's a widow is she a widow
0: no, it's it is a spider reference, but the, the, the they're assassins. They sting you and you does die. She
2: does she fly? Does she fly? Does
0: she
3: have a web? She doesn't fly. Does she, she doesn't stop? have a
0: web. Does no. she
3: eat her? Does she eat people after she sleeps with them?
0: What does she do? Does she, she she does amazing things. She <laughs> she fights crime and defeats evil. Right. Well, it's all you need? And they make her <laughs> her sacrifices and looks her, oh, there's a great moment. It's not really a spoiler alert. There's a great moment because they're two sisters, right? And Yelena, they've been separated for many years, and she's ragging on the Black Widow Scarlett Johansson saying, the thing I, that you do I hate is the way when you land on something, you always toss up your head. And if you watch a Scarlett Johansson movie, she is always landing and then posing, and it's just <laughs> such a great sort of. Doing that. It's just one of those little, little. It, it's also right. self-conscious and brilliantly clever. I, you know. What can John, I where where do you where do you are you an act are you a Marvel comic superhero
3: genre? Are you a Marvel? nerd? Do you watch the stands? Where do you stand well... in
4: this? Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, I I liked WandaVision a lot. Um, The other ones, I find them hard to watch, but on, you know, like a Sunday, you know, you end up watching them. I, you know, I I was a big star Wars fan as a kid, but uh, so those are always really close to, you know, and I love Mandalorian. Um, I love sci-fi. Sci-fi is really great. Um, I'm trying to think of some, like, I, I mean, alien, all the alien
0: movies, so that that, um, that is right up Fenton. Yeah, Fenton is. Well, you know, but career. what Marvel's yeah. done that's so brilliant is they combined sci-fi with present-day reality, and some. It's it's just yeah. I just can't stop being gobsmacked by how brilliant it is they what are. they have done. Yeah,
2: because I always think of DC as being more queer-coded, and that um, you can always read into the DC heroes the the gay subplot that you want,
0: whereas that I don't think you can do that with Marvel as much. I don't
2: know. Anyway. Don't, don't, don't.
0: All right, let's move on. That's black widow comes out next Friday. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to a break, but I just wanted to tell you about two great shows from world of one. are coming to HBO and HBO max this summer. Catch and kill the podcast tapes starts July 12th for three weeks. Then on August 2nd, small town news, KVPN, Pahrump uh, takes over. It's about a small local news station in Perump, which is just outside of Vegas.
3: And the first show stars Ronan Farrow. He sort of dropped that. Yes.
0: And it's all about Harvey Weinstein. It's the story of how he told the story of Harvey Weinstein.
4: Blake. Hi, I have another question. It's all about summer foods this episode. Um, We
2: know what Blake is thinking of.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the U.S., what is the best-selling barbecue meat throughout the summer? (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, the best possible oh, week coming right up after the break. You're listening to the Wow Report.
2: You're listening to World of Wonders Wow
0: Report: things that make us go wow. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James St. James, uh, Tom Campbell, and a very special guest today, John Roberts from Bob's Burgers. So you might know the answer to this question, John.
4: Oh. Yeah. Um, In the U.S., what is the best-selling barbecue meat throughout the summer?
1: It's going to be ground beef. Not hot dogs? Hot dogs. Chicken. Hot dogs. That's what it is.
4: Hot dogs. Ah,
1: See, hot dogs are easier to make. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Who doesn't love a good hot dog?
1: Well, when you put it that way. (laughs) You love a good hot dog? I don't love a good hot dog. I like a plant-based dog. Just are you are you vegan? Are you
2: vegetarian?
1: I'm a pescatarian. Ah, you you include your fish, but no dairy too. I can get the dairy out. I, I you know every once in a while some pizza ends up in my mouth. Uh, so, soft serve is the devil, but now there's oatly soft serve. Um, you know, but but for a long time I, I haven't had beef or chicken or uh, in probably thirty years now. Wow, is it it was is it a moral thing or was it is it a dietary thing? uh well that was more moral yeah um and uh it worked for my diet too you know i'm not I'm really into like sausage or gross meats well because people don't know this but you're actually 97 years old i was gonna that's say you're you
3: beautiful skin <laughs> your beautiful right skin. that's
2: <laughs> all
1: uh eden soy it's uh I had a, <laughs> and like, these got into my neck yeah <laughs>
0: We are counting down the top 10 things that made us go, wow, this past week we've reached number four. Number four.
4: Bill Cosby. uh, Just released from prison in Pennsylvania thanks to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. What do you think?
2: I'm scared to even
0: wade into this one. I mean, uh, who wants to go first? Didn't they release him because... The prosecuting authorities had promised him that they would not um, – nothing like starting a sentence and not being able to finish it. But they'd made some promise to him, which they basically broke, and that that's why he was set free, because they said they weren't going to prosecute him, and they did. It's kind of a technicality. Okay. Well, is it
2: – wasn't the like two weeks ago, wasn't he denied parole and then – He was, Uh,
4: and I guess this is part of that, like, double jeopardy thing where originally the people found him that they couldn't prove beyond an unprovable doubt, you know, that he did this. But I say, what if those people were crooked and, you know? Uh,
2: Well, you know, I I think that the, uh, the, the other story to me is that Felicia Rashad comes out. And uh, quickly defends him saying, oh, this is it was a mistrial of justice. And thank God it's been corrected. And, you know, you know
0: just here's, here's the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that the, the, the prosecutors cheated because they promised Cosby they would not prosecute him if he would testify in the civil case against him. And based on that promise, Cosby testified and did not invoke his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. Prosecutors then broke their promise and used Cosby's statements in those depositions to win a conviction against him. So that's the. So that's, the. it's, it's the muckety muck of the justices and the imperfections
3: and, and human error that doesn't have anything to do with whether he's guilty or not, or whether he should be.
2: And, you know, I mean, he did, he is an old man and he did serve time. So, I mean, that is a, a win sort of, but. then. Well- it's a-
4: Well, uh, should I do one more that's on a lighter? Number three Courtney Love is super pissed at Olivia Rodrigo. Now, this yeah. is something
2: I have a strong feeling about. Courtney Love went on a, a Twitter rant, or a Facebook rant, actually, uh, because Olivia Rodrigo's album cover is a beauty queen holding flowers with a crown and mascara running down her cheeks, like the co-
3: the whole album cover lived through, this. lived
4: through this. Which is the best album of all time, besides Britney's Blackout.
3: Okay, I'm going to make a reference. It's probably too old for the room. But does that mean that Julie Brown... Can sue Courtney Love for stealing her Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun video look? <laughs> well,
1: Harry, what, what about I was going to say,
3: yeah, the
2: Brian De Palma could sue all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. Courtney was Where's very Carrie? adamant that she was not copying Brian De Palma and that it was um, uh, vision.
4: Who was, who what? She said it was her own vision. And I've actually seen this clip before the album came out in like nineteen ninety three of her on M T V news and she's in this hotel room and she's like, I want it to be like hemorrhoid cream on my face and tape under my eyes, but ah. I won. I won Miss Congeniality. That's what she said when she explained the album. Well, I mean I,
2: God love Courtney and we all love Courtney. We all there's no doubt about that. And we love Olivia. But um A crying beauty queen is not something that you can probably, you know,
4: trademark.
2: I mean,
3: it's just it is what it is. Anyone can use it. I think it's great maybe for her to call up the fact that she's referencing her. But is not that an homage these days? Isn't with all of the media that exists and all the images, the fact that something harkens back to yours actually makes you.
2: I don't know relevant. Well, it, well, or... it, is, it is until it happens to you, and then you you want
3: money. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, James St. <C>. James. Everybody <laughs> uses
1: everybody, don't they? You know <laughs> Staying alive. Let's move on.
3: <laughs> Jane.
1: Number two.
2: Okay, I'm just gonna get this one off my chest, and Tom, you're gonna want to plug your ears because. I need to talk about uh, Queen Latifah coming out of the closet. This was such BET. a happy show.
0: It's, it's taking a nose. I'm so
2: sorry to be nasty about this, but but Queen Latifah. I don't know if you saw. She was. I'm um, getting her Lifetime Achievement Award at the BETs, and she ended it by thanking uh, her great loves, her partner Ebony Nichols, and her child Rebel, and Tom. You. We've talked about this before. And whenever anyone is ready to come out is when they are ready to come out. You cannot dictate when anyone comes out of the closet. Just, but we don't, we don't know what is going on in their life,
1: right. but I came out in 92, <laughs> 92.
2: Uh, Good, year. Good year. So yeah. yeah. And, um, but the fact that she has come out and did it, Jodie Foster style, when she is at the end of her career, when she is getting her lifetime achievement awards, when she's made her millions, it is very different than Little Nas X coming out at the beginning of his career. It is very different than if she could would have come out when it, Blake and I know what you're going to say, so hold on one second. Um, it is different than if she had come out. At the in her at the height of her rap careers, what she could have done for young gay people, people of color, young gay lesbians, young lesbians, it it's so disingenuous. At, when nothing can touch you, if she had done it when she did Bessie Smith, the bisexual, you know, when she did the movie about the bisexual, yeah. if she done it when she was playing Pride, if she had done it when she hit, uh, uh,
4: married all those people on the Grammys, all those she, gay couples, she married the gay couples. Yes, that, that was the
2: MTV Awards, and she did. She could have come out then, and she didn't. She chose to keep it quiet. And we, like I said, we don't know what it is, but it just makes it makes me furious that she waited until she's in her. 60s and she's a multi-multi-multi millionaire and she could have really helped people in the 80s and 90s when when that help was needed.
3: Well, maybe she was waiting to come out so Gus Kenworthy could be her gay guide, <laughs> like The Bachelor. <laughs>
0: this and she did marry, marry those couples it. and that was great when she married those couples on the. Yes, ground. but she, was, but she, she, she did it, it. It's it's a
2: bit like and and I know it's but when Anderson Cooper would do his anti-LGBT bullying, uh stories and be in the closet like if you hit if you're a gay celebrity and you can help people by saying you're gay and you're doing gay stories and you're doing gay you know she was in hairspray for god's sakes and she can't come out like at no point is anybody going to be shocked that queen latifah is a lesbian it, nobody it was it was not going to hurt her career you know, and so why she felt the need to hide it until she was, you know, getting her lifetime mean, achievement award. Tom, what do you think? I,
1: well, I, I do think that it is great when people do come out, and uh, but I also think that Hollywood is still very homophobic, and uh, and maybe the, a lot of the opportunities that she got may might have been taken away from her. Uh, it's very possible. It's It still looks, you know, I think I think there it's still, you know, a, a hard time. I think her generation, which she seems like a Gen Xer. She doesn't, um, you know, and even a lot of homophobia when she was starting out in rap. I mean, oh, I'm well, sure. I'm sure like the rap scene was were very homophobic. Yeah. Well, just even women in general were, yeah. you know, were like, you know,
4: not. But then in her, 2016, you know, when she performed at Long Beach Pride or whatever. Yeah. Well, well her excuse then. She's
1: got a show on CBS that my mother's watching, and she's like busting ass, and she's like kicking everyone's ass and knocking down doors and stuff, yeah. and
3: you the know, equalizer, I mean, the equalizer, the equalizer. Your mother yeah. is watching a lesbian
1: show. Your mother is now,
3: and, oh and, God, she and she loves, like you said, we
1: we,
3: we
2: don't know what is going on in her life. So I, the, the, we, there could be all, all sorts of extenuating circumstances, yeah. and you know, she, I'm sure she is out to her family and out to her friends and everything. So it, like, what do you really? And your owe?
3: disappointment is real and your list of complaints are real and it is so yeah. much better when people but you know I always feel like I came out not a celebrity but I came out not out of a sense of strength and courage as much as sort of exhaustion of living two lives no, I, was, I... I was straight on the east coast with college friends I was gay out here or starting a new life and all of a sudden I graduated and it was like oh. <laughs> like how do I how do I keep this dance going and I was worried about alienating my family so I wanted to include them so I don't know. There's so many reasons, but, uh,
2: uh, but, but like I said, I really appreciate little Nas X who in the very beginning of his yeah. career has not given a fuck. Well, maybe
1: no yeah. Nas X, the, definitely in a the inspiration that made
0: it come out and that's great that's
1: a good it's thing. a different time though for him the world is totally different than when queen latifah was yes. doing her rap I mean, and and, and her...
3: homophobism is so internalized you know going back yeah. to michigan which i talked about earlier part of that separation is because they're a very religious group of people and i don't want to spend i don't feel comfortable being around lots of fervent catholics who Think that I, my lifestyle is a sin that's not the case with the people i went to see but like so that like kept me away from my family for a long time you know what i mean it's like it, it, it runs deep and the only thing did we ever talk about the football player who came out the nfl guy Have we done talked about him but you know there's that great meme that went around i don't know if you guys talked about this when i was away but it said it's great that an nfl player came out and it is incredibly great and it will save lives but they said but let's give it up to the hairdressers, mm-hmm. the ballet the drag drag queens. and the yeah. drag queens are so effeminate they couldn't they couldn't hide in the closet. They were just gay. And they created a world. They are the architects and the foundation builders of a world where it is safe enough now for Queen Latifah in her, you know, CBS series time and for, you know, people to come out and it's it's a safer place of football players. So,
1: you know real Nas X is the real equalizer. Right.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I am
2: very happy but,
1: that I no longer have to bitch about Queen Latifah
4: being
2: right.
1: in the closet. So it's right. it's a good thing. Oh, well, that's good. He he is a genius, though, and I lo- I love everything. You know, it's so good for his generation and uh, the whole world in general. I mean, just the industry. Yeah, and yeah. it is. It's
3: it's the <laughs> lack of shame. It's the it's the it's that it appears. You know, it's that
0: fearlessness and
3: the like. Don't you can't you know it's whatever. Fair. I love yeah. that. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing this week that made us go wow. Wow! You're listening to World of Wonders' Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. And welcome back to the Wow Report. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. We've counted down the top ten things this week that made us go wow. but We have reached number one, and it's John Roberts. You have an album coming out. Number one. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks for having me. Number one. Wow, that's you are number
2: one. Wow. Tell
1: us a little bit about.
2: Um, it was produced by uh, Junior Sanchez. That's right. Yes, Maybe and it, it was um and the, the, the ba- and Baby Daddy from Scissor Sisters
1: it's produced uh one of the tracks um, mm-hmm. um which is uh, called Here It Comes and uh, that's like really kind of my uh more social conscious one um and And then
2: you did then freak of course which is which is my favorite song and you had released that a couple months ago right
1: yes i did the video with um nina mcneely and uh all these amazing dancers i went to la right before covid hit so we got everything in and um basically freaks came out and then lights out with debbie harry and you've been friends with debbie forever and ever I have, yeah, and she was kind enough to, uh, uh, first they put me on the Blondie album, uh, the Pollinator album, and that came out in 2017, and then uh, I asked her to do this track, and she came into the studio and totally
4: nailed it. And,
2: Is it yeah. weird to work with, I mean, you know her as a friend, and then to have the yeah, the, the legend. He was on uh,
4: her uh, What's That Smell video, right?
1: Oh, she is. We've done um, YouTube videos where she just, you know, she's just fun and, you know, she's easy, very easygoing. So it's always a really relaxed environment. But everyone's always gagged around, you know, the engineers and and people. And I'm always gagged around Debbie anyway. Just, you know, even though it's kind, you know, she is just, you know, Debbie. So. Um,
2: but, was, but is it, really is it funny. like when, when you're, you're sharing the microphone with her, I mean, is, is it sort of, is it a weird experience? Like oh, it, yeah. it's, just to, it's your friend, but then all of a sudden you realize, wow, my friend
1: is really fabulous. <laughs> right, It never doesn't blow my mind for sure. Like I'm always like, how did this happen? But, uh, I thank God that it did. <laughs> it, it's now, fantastic yeah. that's how yeah.
4: i am with james st james
2: lying
1: um and then you did another song with beth ditto too beth ditto yes um and she was incredible we we kind of did that during covid she laid the vocals down and went into the studio and um now i'm having the video animated so that'll come out in august and I'm that's nobody right know. nobody yes. Yeah. with beth ditto and um yeah
2: fellow
4: arkansas oh she is yes. from Ar- arkansas
1: yeah i um, did you know beth beforehand or how have you just casually so uh i was really happy that she said yes and she's been so kind and uh you know she's her voice is so gorgeous one of my favorite voices so oh, just, it's a power her...
2: of yeah just just nature <laughs> force of nature force of nature um, yeah and so it is is this like the culmination of of a long time dream of yours, or have you always been making music? Or tell me about the how it came about.
1: Yeah, so I've been in a band before Opti Grab in the early aughts, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we we would tour around, and we we played at Bowery Ballroom and uh, Mercury Lounge and open for Blondie and Tom Tom Club and. Um, Scissor Sisters, we would play with them sometimes. Um, it was around the Electro Clash days, sure, Larry T. So, yes, uh huh, yeah, Larry T, legend. So, uh-huh. um, and then I always had samplers and stuff and tinkered around, but then kind of uh, had my comedy show, which turned into my YouTube stuff, and that really took off. So, um, I just kind of was doing comedy for a long time and then circled back, um, got some equipment, and started to work with uh, Big Black Delta who's an artist Uh, I did an EP with him uh, two years ago and uh, then I met Junior and we just worked so well together that um, we wrote a whole album 12 songs and uh, just came out uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, it's just nice to see all the streams and people enjoying this other side of what I do because it's so different and it's such a you know like my you know I'm all over the map, but, you know, I, I think I'm really proud of the album and uh, I think people are going to really like it.
2: Well, it, it came out um, uh, in June, what, 27th? Something like twenty. What was it? Uh, it was like June 14th, was it? Yeah, right. And the reviews have been four, really four. fantastic and people yeah. have been really, I, I was looking at some comment sections and people really uh, enjoying it. And I imagine it's exercising a different part of your brain than, than what you're usually used to. Um, but I also i have this feeling john have we have we crossed paths do we you seem like a downtown person to me like absolutely, we, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I was at you know disco two thousand and uh i I was at um I was at a lot of those places, a lot of raves, and um you know junior Sanchez also was DJ for a lot of these parties.
2: And- well, that when, when I saw junior yeah. was the, the name, I, I said, I think
1: I, I think you were probably a fetus. You were probably like, you know, like, Oh yeah. yeah. Junior. I mean, we were both, you know, I would get into the limelight when I was 17. I was saying, <laughs> you know, um, but, I, I've gotten um, so I was doing the door of limelight and I was letting in the 14 15, 16 year olds because they sure let me in probably you know, <laughs> probably literally. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that you know such an incredible time and such a big influence on the album too the house music you No. Know, yeah, yeah yeah and I, I hear it yeah and a lot of the 80s vibes it's got a retro sound but it's also new sounding so um can't wait to perform live. I'm gonna look for two backup singers. I have an amazing drummer and uh michael schmidt designed this gorgeous mic stand for me that's just unbelievable i can i'm I'm picturing it just completely studded with with rhinestones and diamonds and (laughs) this one's yeah this one's pretty butch for me he did a lot of car parts and stuff and we both have a 71 camaro so this is like our butch side you know with the the muscle cars and (laughs) real muscle car and you know i grew up also in new jersey too so um, I love like a muscle car and like Jersey shore moment, you know, i just
4: saw him leaving Marco Marco in his uh, 71 Camaro.
2: You really, Michael Schmidt was just there. I love Michael yeah, so much. Okay. So good. It's such a so fabulous. You. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you and so much. We're going to have to have you back and we're going to have to, when you start touring, maybe you can come on and we can, we can show some, some of the tour and stuff. Yeah. We'd be playing clubs. We'd be going around. Do you think? That's this the next. Stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this all kind of on my own, and not, and I'll probably get like you know, uh, some kind of support, and you know, definitely start playing out and um, touring, and um, it'd be fun to put together a live show. Nina McNeely is already doing a lot of videos for me to project, and um, working with an artist to do some art direction on the stage and make something really fun to watch. So, and just rehearsing a lot. Um, but I'd love to come back and thank you so much for letting me share my music as well because I know it's kind of a left turn, but I I really feel like people are really enjoying it and I'm loving doing it. So,
0: John, thank you so much for joining us. That's all we got time for this week. Tom, lovely to see you again. James and James, I worship the ground you tread on. Blake, thank you. Same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go wow. wow.